I've seen things that would make you shit your mind. Well, if I fail this dex roll, this is the end. <laughs> oh, did you see the one where the guy's like, and then I think that would be funny. That sounds like an experiment waiting it's... to happen. Do yeah. other people know about it? Weird question. I thought it was my secret. Now they're on the interwebs. You just Google cube pooper. Wayne's fending off a ghost. Oh. I do have some equipment in the car. Um, well, that's a fail. Oh, shoot. All right. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. This is our actual play Call of Cthulhu podcast, set in a homebrew universe, written by our keeper, where the story is created collaboratively in the moment. If you like what we do here and would like to support our efforts, a great way to do so is to pick up a copy of our module. It's called The Snake's Oil. It's set in season one of this show, features characters and NPCs from that timeline, and you can find it at DriveThruRPG or you can head over to underthelibrary.com support. And while you're there, you can also find our Patreon. It's another great way to support the show. Again, underthelibrary.com support, or you can go to patreon.com slash underthelibrary. And if you are a player or GM of tabletop RPGs and would like to improve your storytelling, role-playing, uh, collaborative elements, make a safer space, make your table more inclusive, uh, just be a better role-player, you should check out our other show. It's called Up Your RPG, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. With that, let's get to a show. My name is Arthur. I will be playing Buddy. I am joined by a full cast tonight. Those folks are Emily as Joe, Chris as Pappy, Rick as Sam, Wayne as Sister B, and Scott as Eddie. Of course, our keeper is Michael. Michael over to you. Hey, thanks, and thanks for joining us. Uh, since we make up, not make up, what am I? Oh, my gosh. Starting off strong, blundered. baby. Yep, I haven't blundered this in a long time. <laughs> I was going to say. So it's been a while. So many successful weeks in a row. Statistically, you, you, were, you were in for a blunder. I, I was due. Anyway, all right. Uh, Under the Library is a Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing uh, horror. Oh, my God. I'm just. Game. I'm, Game, thank you. <laughs> and with that, there's elements of horror, include violence, gore, and other things that might uh, turn some people's stomachs. So be warned. Uh, with that, if you spend your spare time trying to discover the true identity of Jack the Ripper while reminiscing on your tooth collection, you're probably in the right spot. <laughs> and wow. with that, I'll turn it over to Emily <laughs> Not for fucking around tonight. recap of last week. Okay. It's, is that foreshadowing? I just I, I God, screwed I up not. the intro. It's dark. You're gonna Maybe take it out on us. Something big yeah. is coming. So Eddie and Buddy, struggling to get out of the basement, got a shot off and heard a yell when they finally made it out into the main store of the gas station garage. They see a blood trail leading outside. They head out and are confronted by a giant of a man as police are approaching in the distance. And with few options, Eddie shoots the man right between the eyes. They steal his car and drive away from the police, which sends them toward Abiquiu. Back at Richard's house, Betty is trying, Betty Lou is trying to leave, but Sister B presses her for information. 
Betty Lou imparts a vision to the sister and she does then leave. Her parting words are a warning to protect Joe. And as Sister B watches, Betty Lou reaches the bottom of the driveway, walks behind a tree and disappears. And that's what we've got. That's your cue, Michael. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's so good. So this week, I think we'll start off in the house. And we were about to tuck everybody in when we left off. But I'm sure that the characters probably need a moment to parse what happened. Am I right on that or no? Uh how did I was gonna say what was the exact and did we I can't remember we came back in, Sister B was outside. And no, had, the last No, sorry. there was that's right, there was a the last little thing Sister B wanted to do and that was Sister B questioned Joe about things she shouldn't <gasps> have known. Right. Forgot. And Joe was very intensely uncomfortable and ended the conversation and headed for the basement because she planned to sleep in Cully's old room. Yeah. Thank and you. you you pegged her a little bit about her parents because you wanted to gauge your reaction and you got yes, that reaction. That was it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, Sister B wanted to see if the perhaps false image from Betty Lou was false or true and she thinks it's perhaps true. Mm. Which is which is a little unsettling for Sister B. It makes no sense, this woman, this devil. And so Sister B wants to get the... Uh, Sister B will go over to the counter where whiskey is sitting that was poured, a nice full one, because she didn't have any. She just picks it up and goes, well, this is, this is two visions, and she slugs it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you make a spot hidden as you do that? Abs- absolutely. Sister B does spot hidden and gets a... 93. Okay. (laughs) The whiskey has taken effect. As you, (laughs) so as Sister B slams her glass back down uh, to the visions, your hand knocks the glass uh, that Betty Lou had been using, Mm. and it goes spilling across the counter. And it's in that moment as it spills across the counter. You can't be sure for now because you've just spilled it everywhere. But it seems like that glass was full, as in she never took a sip either. Uh But we'll never know. (laughs) Uh, Sister B, Sister B uh, goes to the bottle and checks the bottle out and sees how much there is in the bottle. Uh, It's a quarter full. Seems like a good amount. She takes another, she, she pours it in another run for herself. It's a tough night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sister B t- st- straightens out outfit, picks up suitcase, and then goes, oh, it's American. Is it American whiskey, or where is it from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be. It would be the good Scottish yeah. stuff, single malt. No, yeah. no, no, this would this be some Tennessee stuff. Oh, this this is from those little mountains. This good good whiskey with that strange water, and she uh, it's not the vodka, but this stuff will do. As she goes, I will find small corner to go sleep in for a while and uh, do my prayers. And she 
Pappy would be sitting right there with his hobo nickel in his hand. So if yep. Pappy, you overhear any of this and wanted to respond at all, feel free. And Sister B talks out loud a lot. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> appear from the darkness anywhere, feel free as well. Yep. Okay. And uh, so she she will go. She hasn't been to in any other rooms in this place, and so something. You know, doesn't have to be far or away. It could be just a little corner. And uh, she looks for even uh, something folded up on the ground because the place isn't really done up. So it could be a folded pile of curtains or a rug or something like that. She doesn't need a bed. And she just goes to, to settle down in a corner, quiet corner into her, her, her prayers for the evening. So that would be probably the sitting room then where... Joe and Cully hid behind the couch is what I'm guessing. Otherwise, you're going to be stepping over the chalk lines and get into the bed with the mm -hmm. the markings of where Richard's body was, which yeah. seems a little bit beyond what Sister B would do. No, she doesn't want. Okay. All right. So, so Sister B's off saying her prayers. Uh, Pappy, you're in the kitchen with your hobo nickel. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to... Uh... I think I'm just going to curl up on the uh, kitchen floor, take my uh, little bedroll, make a okay. neck pillow, and just uh, excuse myself and, you know, try to be as unobtrusive as possible. Okay. All right. And sounds like y'all are all bedding down, Sam. Is that what you're doing, is bedding down for the night then? Well, so Sam uh, Sam was upstairs keeping an eye on, on, on uh, listening out and then watched as Betty Lou walked away out and Sister B followed. And as things are set of settling down, he comes down the stairs and he looks over at Joe. And Joe, I, I, it sounds so like Joe that. Joe's all the way down in the basement. Joe's already left. No, no, Joe hadn't left, yeah, but yeah, she's yeah, all yeah. the way down in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so who? So I guess at this point, I would probably run into maybe Sister B on her way out of the kitchen. Okay. And uh, and Pappy making his bed roll on the floor? <clears throat> yeah. Sure. And I'd say, so you two gentlemen, uh, uh, nope, <laughs> you two individuals, <laughs> uh, none play, a, play your character. You're very hairy. You're very hairy. Mr. Mr. Sam, I um, am none, but I take exception to that. Even as my simple outfit in uh, old ways. Maybe you make mistake. I don't know. Thick beard. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long night. Um, uh, so, so I, what, what brought you two here? And and I and I'm a little puzzled as to how you uh, aren't more troubled by this uh, surprise guest who pops in, says a couple of uh, whisperer words, and uh, just makes her way out uh, with that clear intention as to how she got here, how she knew Joe was here. I, I am a uh, quite suspicious. Uh, I am just as suspicious as you, Mister. Mr. Sam, but uh, maybe I keep it inside a little better. Um, the whiskey has helped me uh, keep the suspicions uh, even even better down in a small box inside. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, it's a different culture over there in uh, old Mother Russia, so I suppose you, you're a little tolerant to these sorts of uh, oddities. And, uh, Pappy, we have not introduced, and I hold out my hand as you're getting your bedroll together, and I say... Uh, you seem to be a bit quieter than maybe the others here. Uh, where what part you from? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to cause any uh, any trouble. I just, uh, you know, was here to keep an eye on on sister. Uh, don't feel like walking back. So, uh, yeah, I'll just sleep here. Where am I from? <laughs> oh, 
where am I not from? I'm from from everywhere. Oh, everywhere, huh? That's uh, everywhere USA. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, you you keep your secrets there, sir. That's fine. Secrets. What That's secrets? Fine. Yeah. Have well, ever, I mean, have you have you ever met any hobos? <laughs> well, sir, you uh, you're very well spoken for a hobo. Oh, a lot of hobos are very well spoken. That's, uh, <laughs> are they now? Yes, uh, you know, hobos are mostly fellows like me that came back from World War One and just uh, shell shocked, couldn't uh, reassimilate into society, but couldn't hold down a job. So that that was the only choice. It has nothing to do with education level. So what uh, what company were you with, uh, fellow veteran? I had no idea. Oh, what uh, what front were you on? Oh, I was uh, I was on the Eastern Front there. Oh dear Lord. Uh, yeah, I heard some horrible things. Uh, that would be the that would be the there. west the western front. No, there was an eastern front and a western front. Yeah, but uh, no Americans around the. Uh, oh, east. you're right. No Americans <laughs> around. Oh, eastern front. You said. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So you were fighting with the the these Russians, right? That's why. That's why he's so suspect of. of no, Sister no, we B. we were uh, we oh. were on the. You were on the eastern part of the western front. Thank you. That's that's what I meant. It's it's like stage left, you know, versus left. It's if the if the western front, you know, western front's for the Germans, right? And then you're talking about well, the, the Americans are coming really from the east to the west. So that's that sort of uh, you know, yeah, if you yeah, were we, there, you would you would. Oh, the Americans would be coming from yeah. the west to the east. Right. Why you got to let truth I, I get in the way of a good like story, that. Wayne? Come I, on. I, I understand. Mr. Mr. Sam, Mr. Sam, I, I understand how. You understand what I'm saying? We're coming up to the, I understand the western how one side be, of Germany, right? But, but we're, I right. understand how someone could be confused. <laughs> there we go. You got like it. Like I say, I, I got shell shocked myself, and I, yeah, I lost a, I lost a good friend over there. You probably, oh, probably did as well. Uh, too many to count. I'll tell you that. Actually, a couple of friends from school, and I and I sort of pulled a, my my collar down, and you can see some of the chemical burns from the Ooh. mustard gas. Yeah. And I say, uh, I think we're all left with some uh, some memories and a little bit more from back then. And uh, I said, well, uh, yeah. if I know there's a fellow veteran here, I think I feel a little more secure. To be honest with you, I'm gonna go back in. I got my uh my, my family here and have the alarm stopped, Keeper? Yeah, they they stopped a while ago. In fact, right. uh, y'all would have been pretty keen that somebody make Sister B make give me an intelligence roll. I think this fits Sister B most likely here. Success. Yeah. Uh, that uh, pretty much once the alarm stopped was when Betty Lou said that she'd start making her way out. Oh, it was. Yeah. It actually kind of, that corresponded pretty obvious. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It probably didn't require an intelligence roll. Sorry. Yeah. I suppose if I was watching the dynamic, I probably would have maybe picked that up as well. Who knows? Yeah. It's, uh, right, it's, it's very obvious. So that's fair. Now that the alarms are off, I'd come downstairs and have a conversation. <laughs> that makes sense. So I say, I'm going to, I need to go back and visit Cheryl uh, over at the farm, and I'll, I'll come back in the morning. Uh, uh, but uh, if you're willing to stay here and keep an eye on Joe, I know she finds a little uh, nostalgia and comfort here at uh, uh, well now Cully's former home. And I'll uh, I'm gonna go say goodbye to her, and then I'm gonna head on over. 
keep uh, we'll keep an eye on the young and i i sort of pull back my coat and show my uh, service revolver oh and i'll do the same my pistol oh hey oh Hey, hey, hey there. Who's uh, this one guy? Can I, can, I, can I see your pistol? You want to, can I see? Yeah. yeah. See? Oh, wow. Whoa, yours oh, is heavy, heavier than mine. Well, you keep yours really clean, though. I mean, I'm so, so surprised. There's just no gunk buildup anywhere. Well, along maybe this. you guys this could is... offer to clean each other's pieces. Well, I do have some equipment in the car if you need. Anyway, so, uh, oh, well, this is a wonderful weapon there, Pat. It brings back a lot of, and I sort of pause and look at it and, uh, you know, flashes sort of come to me and uh i hand it back to you sort of quietly and uh make my way to the, the 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 basement stairs and i sort of knock on the door lightly so keeper i don't know how uh, i would be in the room that cully was staying in i don't know if i would hear a light knock at the top of the stairs or not but if so i would respond uh you can make a lesson roll on it okay uh, rolled a 97. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, let's go. These dice are getting going. All right. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Let's see. So, well, I'm going to give, I'm going to, I'm going to give everybody a moment for, or I'm going to give Joe and I a moment to figure this one out, but uh, there's no response to your light knock at okay. the top of the stairs. That's fair. Well, I'm worried I don't want to wake her, and she's already had a bit of a rough day, so I'll just let Pappy and Sister B know to let her know that I uh, uh, made my way back to the farm, and I'll be back in the morning if uh, she wakes up before I get back. Fair enough. And I'll uh, make my way uh, to my car and uh, hop in it and make my way down the driveway and had to head over to my farm. Okay. You're, it's probably a good half hour, 45 minutes to, yeah. to the farm. And you're a little over halfway there and make a dex roll. Hit, hmm. hit by Joe's 97. Jesus. Right. <laughs> Uh, Dex, let me see. Uh, regular success. Okay. And you're going down the highway and slam on the brakes as Betty Lou appears right in front of your car. Man. Do I know it's, do I see that it's Betty Lou though? As <laughs> a... Yes. Yes, you yeah, do. Yeah, I, I don't slam on the brakes. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I had a, saw that coming. That's fine. I didn't see that coming. Saw that I, coming. Yeah, I saw that coming. That How did I mile not see that coming? How like, did you not see it coming? That was T-ball okay. softball with Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's like, it's like a big wide open trick. throat there waiting to be punched. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then... There's a massive lurch as you you'll, you'll, you can sustain minor injuries. We'll give your desk your your dex roll to that uh, as as the car slams into something and uh, you, you bang your face on the steering wheel. So you've now got a nice cut above your nose and a little blood coming down, and uh, you know the the nice little radiator steam coming up out of the front of the car. Oh boy, Cheryl's gonna be pissed. And I'll uh, <laughs> so if I 
And so if I look up, I mean, do I see what I hit? Is it her? I mean, what is it? You don't I mean, see anything, right? You just see the the you're you're kind of dazed, maybe slightly concussed, uh, and there's just the steam coming up on the front of the car. Oh, I love how this is going. So I'll uh, make sure I got my pistol on me, and I'll hop out of the car and uh, try and get my wits about me. And uh, are the lights still on? Yeah. Right. And is the car still running? Or you know what I mean? Is it just sure? But it's it's hissing, it's steaming, and you know, it, with with the headlights on, it gives a nice eerie glow, kind of out into the distance with all the haze coming up. So I'll uh, I'll turn. Oh, I don't want to do this. I'll turn the car. Oh man, I'm gonna regret this. I'm gonna turn the car off if I can leave the lights on. I don't know how how it worked back sure. then, but yeah, if that was fine. the case, yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't want it to overheat necessarily, and I don't want to no. take a look at it, you know, while it's yeah. on. It'd so be I'll uh, for your battery to die that way. Go ahead. It's <laughs> perfect. And I'll uh, so I'll, I'll hop on out and uh, take a look around uh, as I get sort of my wits about me. Okay, I, I'm in the front of your the front of your truck, right? I, you hop out and, and you look and you can see laying on the ground in front of the headlights, uh, the, the nose of a deer sticking out. Hmm. Hmm. And I, <laughs> and I, uh, I guess I'll take a few steps towards it. That's my pistol. So to my hand on my pistol. Okay. And it's a, you know, it's a, there's blood coming out of the mouth of the deer and it's laying there. It doesn't have a balloon on it that says get well soon, but uh, <laughs> you know, great callback keeper. Great callback. It, it looks like your pretty standard kind of uh road kill of a deer. And is it alive at all still? Or is it dead, dude? Uh, how, how emotionally turbulent do you want this to be for Sam? For Sam or for Joe? Uh, I wanted to be for as... Emily. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> sorry, Emily. You do what uh, you Emmy, need to do. You do what uh, you need to do. Make a luck roll. Keeper. Here, we'll leave it up to the dice. You make a luck roll. Uh, twenty-one. Yeah, that's passed. All right, then. Uh, it it seems to have passed. Oh shoot! All right. Well, uh, that's. <laughs> 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 so uh, we're hoping it was wow right? yeah it's okay. very telling i have a cinematic moment there with my pistol anyways all right fine so uh yeah so I, i'll try and pry with sort of a I got like a little knife on me pocket knife is it just is it embedded in the car i guess in my mind it was like this deer like you know smushed in in some fashion to the front bumper or something no it's like just laying on the ground yeah all right then i'll take it by the antlers and i'll try and drag it off the side of the road okay and does uh, it have antlers is, is it a boy deer no it's a fair point <laughs> yeah I, I think that that's nice to pull it by the antlers actually no it, it, it well sure that's fine it has these antlers and uh you're pulling it off to the side of the road um it's it's not terribly heavy. It probably only weighed about 70, 80 pounds. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll take it off the side. Does any of the meat look good? I mean... Weird question. I, you just killed it. I Probably actually not that weird, right? Like, you could... Yeah, no, people eat roadkill. It's true. Yeah. It's not a... Perhaps right. like, I'm, as, long as, you drain, as long as you drain the blood out of it so it doesn't... Yeah. I mean, if you, I think I've I've got some trauma from previous seasons, so I, I'm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you want to go ahead and uh, prepare it, go ahead. 
I'll throw it in the I'll throw it in the back of the truck. You just you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do any of the field. Well, I'm pro- you're not I'm, gonna field dress it. Well, I'm are you probably field dress it, or are you just gonna throw it in the back? I'm of the gonna truck? throw it in the back. It's like 15 minutes from the farm. 20 minutes, right? Because I was like at least halfway. Who knows? It won't take too much longer. And if the car still runs, and then I'll uh, take a look, lift the hood, and sort of see sort of what's uh, damage has been done. Um, and it it looks like it'll probably get you back home. Uh, there's definitely you've you've cracked a pipe in the from the radiator, and uh, you wouldn't want to push it too much. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, I'll uh, make sure there's enough fluid then still left, and I hop back into the car before. You've got all that fluid left in the deer. In case well, you... I, I was about to actually, if I needed oh. it, to be absolutely perfectly frank. Uh, that's why I didn't want to drain it just yet. Needed some coolant <laughs> for the way back. Sorry, I won't step on you. Right. Yeah, please. And I'll uh, and I'll, before I get in, I'll sort of do that first step in the car where I'm like able to sort of like look over the over the hood of it and do sort of a look around 360 degrees. And do I see anybody? Do I see anything? Um... Not a thing. All right, and I'll uh, and I'll just yell out. Guess I'll be seeing you there, better Lou. And I'll uh, get into the car, start it up, and start making my way back to the branch. Okay. All right, Joe. Joe, you can't hide in the lore book. I'm sorry. I was just writing. I'm ready. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for whatever comes. Just like I didn't roll a 97. I didn't roll a 97. Nope. Yeah. By the way, Scott, Eddie got away with something last week. I just want you to know, but I went back over my notes and it won't happen again. You're a saint. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joe, you're, you're down in the bedroom there and it's dark and, uh, you're finally kind of alone and you you reach for the book of course everything's fresh in my mind again i can't help myself okay and so i open it and i just start paging through randomly because usually a section will draw me and that's where i'll go okay make give me a sand roll then we'll see mm-hmm. which section it draws you into um, well, that's a fail. All right. Well, let's see. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh, Joe. Uh, it, you're... You have one little light turned on down there, and so it's kind of dim, and you, you, mm-hmm. you set the... You set the quarter on the edge of the bed... And you're kind of leaning back or stretching as you as you start to look through the book, and the quarter falls down on the on the floor and starts to roll away from you. And the the page starts to write in front of you. And it says. I have no idea where this stranger has come from and why or how I feel compelled to write in this book, but it seems of paramount importance to document at least where we are at this point in time. I don't believe he'll survive. In fact, I don't understand how he survived this long. 
But we do have him with somebody, and she should be able to heal him if she had seen him earlier. That I know. But it leads me more and more to believe that the things around us aren't which they appear to be. And and those things that we have to be open to are devils equally as angels. And I sit here confused, not knowing whether to accept this this person as a prophet, as a sign of things to come, or or most likely the frailings of my sanity. And as you're as you're reading this, right, it's it's writing out before you like you you've seen happen over and over again. And um, you start to get all of these flashes of children covered in soot with um, small little axes. Uh, sorry, not axes, um, little pickaxes and yeah, <laughs> wrong direction. Uh, little yeah. pickaxes and they're they're obviously mining um, deep inside of a cavern uh, the facilities that they have around them it's coming in flashes but it, you can feel the weariness of these children and the ache in their bones uh, the, their lanterns right their kerosene lanterns there's no kind of battery operated anything which you're used to and um, it, you see their exhalations in this and you get really cold like you're down there with them you can feel the dampness of the mind start to seep into your bones and uh, it it locks you up and you start to kind of whittle at your thumb again with your finger and um that you take six points of sand damage six six if I reach out, can I touch one of the children? Yeah, so maybe that's part of what... Uh, so, sure. Yeah, as you reach out, uh, this girl, uh, you you touch... Is that what you want to do? You want to reach out and touch yeah, yeah, one of the children? Yeah. So you, they're, they're madly picking away. And this girl turns and looks at you, and um, she's missing her right eye. And um, she's gone like just emaciated, right? And uh, her hair's all matted and in knots. And and she turns and she looks at you and she very raspily says, what are you, what are you doing? Don't stop. Don't stop whatever you do. Why? Because, because they'll feed us to them. Don't stop. Who? What? And then I, you kind of sharp back into this room and you're still cold and damp. Um, not like physically damp, but you mm -hmm. like feel cold and damp uh, from being inside the mine. And uh, you, you, you throw the book away from you. You're just repulsed by it, but at the same time, absolutely drawn to it. So I have another book. I have that sketchbook that was in the box that I retrieved. I'd like to just pull that out and start madly scribbling anything I can remember 
And it's with otherworldly realness that you sketch the girl that, that looked at you. So that like that one eye and the matted hair and everything. And and that's part of it, right? You maybe like well into the night, right? Pencil nubbing down, you you sketch everything. It's almost compulsively you're just sketching away everything that you can remember from that vision. Mm -hmm. And there, I probably get up, pace around, remember something else, go back. I can't turn my brain off to even consider sleeping yeah and that would be that would probably be the the manicness of them from that like sa that large sand loss mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. that it's the manicness you're basically not going to be able to sleep tonight either yeah you're just gonna yeah and and you spend time uh if we cut away from that uh, if there's something else you want to do but when we do cut away from that scene it would it would basically be you um kind of mumbling out trying to talk to this girl trying to like re-access that vision trying to get back to that space um but not being able to mm -hmm. um in my franticness to try to get back there i would probably get the book and try to find the page that i was on and just recreate the experience okay so you're rereading that that page is it still there the the text that appeared at the moment that i went into the vision yeah and i'm sorry if that hasn't been clear so basically when you're when you're reading at this book it doesn't always happen but sometimes writing appears and whatever mm -hmm. writing appears always stays there mm -hmm. it like becomes a permanent fixture in the book okay so you can yeah. always go back and reread it yeah can i reclaim the vision that way what happens if i reread those words Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, manic obsession, like yeah. I, I feel and, like and I, I would try anything I could. And I think I think that that's part of the frustration. You're you're manically like repeating this action, but nothing's mm -hmm. happening. Okay. Yeah. And somehow I've had this book for so long and yet it's never occurred to me I'd like to write in it right at the end of the most recent entry uh who are you question mark hang on a sec and right after it it says why i own this book who are you Uh, I'm, I'll write. Okay. I'm Sarah. I live in Abiquiu. And it writes back to you, are you God? Well, I will write back, uh, no. Do you remember Who the are you? What'd, what'd you say, Scott? 
I don't want to ruin the moment. Okay. I'll say it later. But there's a there's a line from Ghostbusters that covers this. <laughs> uh, and and it writes back to you. So this is not your profit. Ah, uh, boy. Um, where are you keeping him? She writes. And and it stops. Okay. And speak you speak to me. Talk to me. Where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> there will probably be a little bit of uh, continued manic attempts. And then, I, so you're furiously scribbling, right? Trying mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. um, and you do this for like two, three, four pages. You pace, right? Not like not two to three, four pages consecutively, but like you'll write, right. you'll pace, right. you'll come back, you'll write again. All right, are you Hans? Right, and. <laughs> And then finally, um, make a luck roll. Okay. This, this It'd is, be nice this to is roll something of, good for once. This is out of my hands here. I rolled a 10. Okay. And so... Um, you pause because you 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 feel something. You just you feel the book. It's like vibrating, and then um, it slowly scrawls out in front of you in this really kind of shaky. You see the writings change, and it says Bloodstone. Ah! Okay. Okay. Do it. <laughs> Well, uh, I think at this moment, after pages and hours, I'm probably just caught and I'm just staring. I won't write it. Yeah, this else. is this is like we this yeah. at this point. This is like we into the morning. It probably doesn't yeah. even mean anything to you. Yeah. Um, can I just ask what that leaves your overall San at? Uh, yes, you may. Do I have to respond? No. Um, it's 32 okay. ask all you want i'm not gonna tell you exactly <laughs> all right uh so we'll fair to cut away from that at that moment yes okay and um boy you the... know who would have found that very interesting franny franny oh <laughs> franny yeah uh-huh oh you by time writing in this journal why are we Okay, uh, the as we as we pull kind of uh, the camera away and back through the house, Pappy sleeping on the floor. Oh, Pappy's Pappy is not sleeping. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Then we'll pull the camera back through the house. Uh, <laughs> is Sister B sleeping? Is that fair? Um, Sister B to me, I imagine Sister B like this large figure sitting on the couch with her head oh she's not large she's, oh she's not she's diminutive oh she's a okay. gymnast she's a large man she's <laughs> she, with she's a big beard 
four foot tall, three hundred pounds. She's a <laughs> she's a size forty five. Oh, I've pro- I've projected I've projected weighing onto Sister B. Uh, so I all right. So I this diminutive uh, nun then with her her head just kind of tilted down, and she's sleeping very calmly though, like serenely, but in a sitting up position. Is how uh, I imagine. She would always have her suitcase behind her and leaning against it and her head on it because that's her suitcase, so no one could take it, and it's just how she works, and it's most comfortable. Okay. It has a big stain on it from where her head's always on it. Okay. <laughs> Weird. So I'm uh, sleeping on my side on the floor. Okay. The uh, this area with the symbols is right in front of me. Okay. So I'm blocking the symbols with my body. Okay. Uh, with the um, coin that I was fussing with, yep. the hobo nickel, uh, the front part of it has been carved as hobo nickels are uh, turning the Native American guy into porky pig. Okay. Uh, the backside, however, has been carved into a, uh, a symbol. Okay. And I'm uh, looking along there to see if there's a symbol that matches that symbol. Uh, and if there is, I uh, touch the two together and push the the nickel in okay. as, a, as a key. Yeah. And so uh, there is indeed the, the uh, what is the symbol on the back of the nickel? Sorry. Oh, it's <laughs> arcane and... <laughs> And mysterious. And, and mysterious. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah. oh, so you ever, have you ever seen those um, sigils for uh, demons? Yeah. It looks like one of those, like a sigil. Okay. And so uh, you do. You line those sigils up and you press very firmly into the other sigil. Um, and it depresses slightly. Not much at all. The, the width of the nickel. And... Um, you hear a popping sound inside the the cabinet. Okay, I'll move when that happens so that if anyone hears, they might think it was my bones creaking or something. Okay. And then I'll just keep it cool for a little while, and then I'll try to uh, open it. Okay. And uh, when you open the, the cabinet inside, it's a tiny little wooden shelf you just see it's now raised up like a a little compartment that popped up at the base of the the cabinet and when you reach in there it's large enough to hold a book and uh, as you push it in there there's there's a, a leather bound volume inside there okay i'll carefully pull it out so that i try not to make any noise just to be safe Okay. And I assume I can't read it because I assume that there's not enough light. Yeah, I think that would probably, yeah, where you are. Uh... So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to stay up all night. And at the uh, first rays of dawn, when there's uh, enough light, then I'll quickly uh, thumb through it, or at least the beginning to see what's uh, what's going on. But until then, I'll just wait for the for the morning light. Okay. And with the morning light, uh, you're. And of course, close the, the thing again. So. Sure. Uh, make a, can we make a stealth roll on all this? Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's an 80. 
Okay. Uh, his sister B is a wily light sleeper. Yeah. Uh, sister B, you hear Pappy rustling an awful lot through the night. Uh, it would make sense that you're a light sleeper. You, you have to be pretty aware of your surroundings. Oh, and yes. I'm, I'm guessing you probably wouldn't do anything to engage him, but you would certainly see him in the cabinet at some point in the night and you can't tell what, but he's reaching in there and uh, stretching a bit and making mm -hmm. these odd motions and uh, he seems to have recovered something. Oh, well, Sister B, her first concern would be then for his welfare. If he was not sleeping and fidgeting, she would see that in many people who have gone through trauma and, and terrible things. And if he was, because she's never, you know, seen him at night. And and uh, if he was having, uh, perhaps if he was dreaming or anything else. And that's that's the only time she would quietly get up if she noticed he was uh, flailing or was in distress. Uh, I. I don't think he would flail at any point because yeah. that would that would attract attention. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think he's doing enough mm -hmm. to 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 look distressed, but you certainly notice that he's active. Okay, then that that would be secondary because her first uh, her first notion would be for his welfare and if he was uh, what she did took care of people and if he was uh, exhibiting any signs of uh, of being in some sort of. Uh, uh, physical physical pain perhaps that he was masking during the day because she she has seen that in people and if, once she was uh once she's satisfied with that the noticing taking something out of the cabinet would be completely secondary okay so, she, so it would be noticing it would be like oh he probably found uh, another bottle of uh, alcohol or something okay and then uh, if we so so that that event takes place and then if we fast forward a few hours kind of into that morning light right you're Pappy I'm going to say this might be the first one of these that you've ever recovered uh and so you're you're trembling a little bit with excitement uh this is this is one of the things that your order is on the lookout for right is that um this if it's what you believe it to be is some sort of document of another member of the order and their findings. And so since there's no like true institution to house this stuff, um, it's supposed to be passed along before death, but in some cases that can't occur. And so this is a, a, a major piece of information for your order that, that's been recovered. How uh, uh, big is the book? Uh, not terribly thick. Um, it's a. It's probably oh an inch and a half thick, uh, and okay. yeah. But it's all as you as you start to like flip through. It's all handwritten. Uh, some of it's written in the language of your order, and some of it's in English. Uh, so some of it's coded, and uh, would probably yeah that that makes sense. Okay then. Uh... I'll just uh, uh, put it in my uh, pack because I can't really take the time now to uh, to read through it. I'll have to wait until I have a bit of time to do that. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's what I'll do. Okay. So 
All right. And then as you slip it into your uh, pack, we'll uh, pan or, or kind of zoom out of the house and we'll land as the newspaper slaps down on the on the driveway and there's a column on the left hand side of the newspaper and it's the the papers for the los alamos news but the the paper's called the flash and uh it says big news today out of central city as last night had us once again on guard against the veritable threats of the government hounds this notice should serve as a reminder that these vicious beasts are only to be handled by trained professionals. When you hear the sirens, head inside. We continue to see evidence of their savagery as missing persons have been on the rise in the streets, with one such witness saying, They ripped him right out of my arms, they did. It was gruesome smell that preceded it all, like rotten eggs in a clogged toilet. I was holding back the wretch so hard I couldn't even protect my babe. The army has doubled patrols in the area and reassures citizens that those who seek shelter during the alarms will be safe. Not to be outdone, Big Earl McIntyre found himself a bullet in the head at his gas station after hours last night during a robbery. This writer is obligated to report the robbery and include the sketches of the potential perpetrators below. According to reports, these two men were chasing Lana Perret through downtown when some of Earl's men came to her aid. After the two perpetrators attempted to run them off the road, Lyle Covens and Jake Matthews pulled into the station to call for help. They were pinned down by gunfire when Earl arrived. The two suspects shot Earl and fled the scene. Though in this reporter's opinion, calling this a factual retelling of the events as conflagration which sears the reputation of my good profession and leaves any reader's confidence in ashes about what they can believe. Word out now is that citywide perimeter checks will be reinstated without warning in the next few days. Make sure to carry relevant ID and be ready to state your purpose. Those without are likely to find themselves on the wrong end of a very testy MP. That's the flash. Until tomorrow. Matty E. Oh, no. Thanks a lot, guys. You got out of town, and the rest of us are going to have to show ID and <laughs> martial law has been declared. Hey, we don't know they got out of town. That's true. They got out. Let's we, hope they got out we don't know where they are. All right, we can take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. All right, we'll take a few minutes and see everybody on the other side. We are back from break. Michael, back to you. Sure. Just seems like moments ago. All right. Did you forget what happened? <laughs> I did. There was a newspaper uh, article. Um, it said that Buddy and Eddie are local heroes, and uh, they're getting a key to the city in a ceremony tomorrow. Can you make a sand roll, Buddy? Fuck. <laughs> an, oh, my God. Yeah. Is that really? my 99? Really? Is that my 99? Random sand roll for no reason, and I roll a 96. Oh, perfect. All right. God damn uh, it. Y'all are, y'all are driving speedily towards Abiquiu, Eddie, and let's see how bad this is. Buddy's driving. What's that? Buddy's driving. Oh, fuck. This is going to be fun. Yep. Oh, yeah. Not as fun as Joe, but pretty fun. 
And Eddie, uh, Buddy slams on the brakes in the middle of the road and looks at you. Uh, you take three points of damage, by the way. Uh, looks at you. And I, says, I do take three points of damage? No, 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 no. no. Buddy oh. does. Looks Wait, at you, Eddie. Regular damage or sand damage? Sand damage. Sorry. Okay. Uh, God, you'd be almost dead if you took three points of regular damage. Um, I'm uh, remember I I am horribly low on sanity. Oh, you are. You don't remember that from when I made this? Oh, character? that's right. What are you What are you at? Um, I'll I'll tell you in a second. Um, I'll come back to me. Okay, you and you and Joe are driving a rocket downhill fast. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, so he slams on the brakes in the middle of the road, and he looks at you and he goes, "We gotta get, we gotta go back for Lana." He has a crisis about the fact that y'all just abandoned Lana back there. I get what you're saying. I, I, it's it's tough. I know. I know it's tough. But this is something I got to have you understand here. We just killed a guy. And nobody knows why we killed him. And I got to get in touch with the office. I got to find out what's going on. And we got to get in touch with the police and help them to understand this. Those guys, they could still be chasing us. If we go back right now, there's a good chance we're either going to have to kill more people or we're going to get killed. But what what are they going to do to her? That That's going to be it, our responsibility if something I, horrible happens to her. I know it's tough. I mean, I guess, you know, if we're going to do this blaze of glory thing, I'm not going to let you go back there alone. But, you know, she... She she's in a bad position. That's what I can say, though, is they kept her alive. Maybe there's a chance they need her. And I know that if you and I go in there alone and we ain't got no backup and we don't even have anybody knowing what we're doing, there's a good chance either we get dead or we got to make a whole bunch of people dead and they might kill her anyway if they feel threatened. But can't can't the FBI help? Well, that. Yeah, but I, I don't. It's not like there's a car phone. Those things don't exist. Oh, yeah, that would be weird. It's not like it's not like we're in space. No, that would be comic yeah, books. That's, that's not even something I could imagine. Dick Tracy yeah. doesn't even have that, right? Well, no, he does. He got it on his watch. I thought he had it in his shoe. No, that's that's the other guy. <laughs> so, you don't read many comic books, do you, Eddie? No, I don't I don't read a lot of comic books. I don't okay. have a lot of time for those. So what I'm saying is let's keep going. Eventually we gotta hit a gas station, right? eventually we find a phone and then we call the office there's an office in what albuquerque what that was sort of is that one of the close big cities this is sure. just me not knowing geography so we got we call the office actually in, yeah go ahead i'll look it up okay whatever it is santa fe albuquerque whatever you know we there's a there's an office i want to call them there's a hotline i get through and i let them know if i ever discharge my weapon and we take someone out like that i gotta let people know immediately and if we don't do that, we could be on the wrong side of the law around here. We got to get ahead of this. Okay. And, and if and, we don't, if we go back in guns blazing and they kill Lana because we went in guns blazing, then how are we going to feel about it? This way, at least there's a chance they keep her alive because they need something from that's her. That's a good point. But can you tell them that they've, they've got an innocent person and, and they need to help? Oh, I'm going to tell them everything. And maybe what's something you could tell the army, too. We get there and there's there's they're closer than than my people. You know, you got your MP friends. Maybe someone around there can jump in and help a little bit. Just not the people that were in the basement with the stabbing and the prodding and the poking. 
but there's got to be some MPs you trust. Okay. But the first thing we got to do is maybe you want me to drive. I'm just saying you're a good driver. I love you driving, but it seems like you're feeling a little distraught. So would you prefer that I drive for you and you can just sit there and relax and maybe cut your breath? Uh, yeah, I guess with a 96 probably. Yes, huh? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm feeling like you'd be a yeah, little shook okay. up. Okay, maybe, maybe, a maybe that's a good idea. Uh, but let's get right to a phone, okay? And oh, we're getting right to that phone. I'm going to okay. drive like a motherfucking bat out of hell here. You're never okay. going to see a car drive like this. I don't, I don't think you need to swear that much, but okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't. I'm so fucking sorry about that. And so I'm going to get behind the wheel, get you strapped, like make sure you're strapped in and just ronk on this gas pedal as hard as I can. I, I don't think there's just, I'm not gonna, back then, but okay. Or whatever, yeah. So, and I, you know, it's not like I'm going as fast as the car can go, yeah. but I'm trying to show Buddy that I'm getting up to speed and I'm driving. Okay. okay. So, I I guess ultimately, then I, this is up to y'all. There's where are y'all headed. So we we'd gone the opposite direction of the direction. Right, y'all, that are, the, y'all are headed north, essentially. Think of it that way. Towards Abbey. That doesn't help me at all. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a you're, map of this area in my head. Right, but you're headed north out of Los Alamos, right? You could, but from there you could go towards uh, Abiquiu. Uh, you could probably go towards. I should probably. I should. Okay. So just you know, if if, if we're going towards Abiquiu, then then we're going towards Abiquiu. I mean, I, I don't think we yeah, would necessarily okay. change direction. Mm-mm. No, we're going straight shot and trying to get our way to a phone. Okay. So. All right, let's see. Um, Which means we're going towards Abiquiu. There you go. All right. All right. So, um, yep, just drive and drive. I'm looking. I want to check real quick and see how the gas tank looks. Uh, make a luck roll. Oh shit! I, I knew there was. I knew there was something that. Yeah, aren't I glad I asked? I'm sure, this could be yeah. great. <laughs> was something uh, I had thought of pre-show. I was like, we gotta. I don't know how much gas was in that car. Yeah, I made it by five. I got a 35. All right. And then you can roll a D. D1 million. Roll a D8. How about the oil? Has anyone checked the oil? What about the coolants? (laughs) You're not helping. Shut up, Joe. I got a four. (laughs) All right. So we'll we'll say you've got, got a half a tank. Okay. I mean, if Sam could get back to the farm on his radiator beaten deer mobile, <laughs> it seems fair that you got half a tank of gas. All right, perfect. Uh, so just until you tell me otherwise, I'm just driving and scanning and looking for, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going up to a farmhouse and waking some poor person up, nothing like that. I don't even trust that they'll have a phone, but I'm looking okay. for a gas station. Or if we get to town, I'll, you know, find a place in town. And if there's no place obvious, go straight to the police station. Okay. Then but I think that's if y'all are headed in the general direction of Abiquiu, we'll um we can go we can just go there and uh you can arrive at the police station. Lorekeeper, you don't have my policeman, do you? His name handy. That would be so wonderful. I know. Um, you mean the one that helped Joe? Like, yeah, that six one years ago. Yeah, but he's also mm. wow, the deep cut. 
Yeah. But he's also the same one who pulled over uh, the crew headed into Abiquiu, remember? Wait, I thought he was the one who, spoiler alert, I thought he was the one who died. Wasn't he the one who died with uh, uh, Wayne's character? Oh, that guy didn't die. Oh, he didn't? No. He just discovered he, Wayne. I thought he got yeah. I thought he got shot in the face. I thought he got I mean, splattered. splattered. Yeah, yeah splattered that's what I mean. He got splattered. Nobody said anything about him dying. Well, oh, everyone okay. who got splattered died. Well, not everyone who got splattered died. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that. Yeah. We don't know that. And to be fair, what one of one of the characters had nothing to do with the splatter. Franny didn't die due to splatter. Oh, really? We're gonna do this right now. We're gonna do this <laughs> just, right now. Uh, just Franny, Franny didn't necessarily die. We don't we don't know that. Yeah, okay. But I'm just saying we, right? we like, kinda we kinda we kinda know that. Do we? <laughs> oh well since we were all we talking, I was able to find it. It's Officer Mulvaney. Perfect. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. That's who I was looking for. All right. Yeah, so as soon as we Man, get our there, keepers I want to sort of, you know, I don't know if Buddy, did you fall asleep or are you just sort of looking off in the middle distance? Um, no, uh, definitely awake. Very much awake. Okay. All right. Good. So I'll just, all right, we're here. Let's go on in. Let me do some explaining. I'm going to be flashing my badge. You take out your MP credentials. We're going to have to get a bit official on this one. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Eddie, sir. Let's go. All right. Good man. All right, so head on in, uh, and do we see Officer Mulvaney sitting at the front desk? Uh, no, you don't. There's there's one officer right behind the desk, and she's looking pretty calm, like that's a pretty quiet night, and uh, just has kind of a nameplate up in the window, and it says Officer Jones. All right. Also going up. Hey, Officer Jones. Nice to meet you. I'm going to flash my FBI badge, show all my credentials, say, uh, my name is Eddie Tenfingers Del Dingendorf. Nobody can say Del Dingendorf, so please feel free to call me Eddie Tenfingers if you want. I'm with the FBI. I'm here on an investigation. I'm here with my good friend. He's doing the investigation with me. Go ahead and introduce yourself, buddy. Uh, uh, yeah. Hi, ma'am. Um, I, I'm, my name's Francis. Um, I, I'm a military pre- police officer uh, stationed in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And did, did you show her the credentials? Yeah. Yep. So I'd say uh, I hate to, to put this on you guys. I know it's it's late and no one wants to deal with this, but we were just in an altercation. We had to shoot a man who was uh, who was had a weapon and was threatening us. There were several other individuals. They'd taken a woman hostage. I need to use your phone right away so that we can call the FBI office in Albuquerque, whatever, uh, so that they can go and and get her free and we can go back and help them. And we're also going to be calling the military police. How how are y'all presenting at this point? I'm I'm just trying to think. or anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think back, like, what your first kind of impression would be uh towards got, like, her you well. know i've got yeah. a suit on i always you know, picture okay. buddy in in uniform yeah okay. buddy's got to be in uniform and i'm in i'm in like a my uniform which is a suit okay and and nothing uh, happened to trash our clothes or anything okay uh and then make a 
Well, you got something like in the way of persuade or psychology or something like that. I want to see how you come off to her. Sure. I mean, so yeah. psychology, I, I put a lot in there okay. um, or, you know, persuades. Okay. So I, I either way, I got, it. I got it. If I, okay. if we do psychology, I got a hard success. Oh, okay. All right. And then uh, she, she says, I, absolutely, sir. Anything that we can do to assist you? Uh, she goes, it's kind of early in the morning, though, to be shooting people. You don't tell me. We just, well, we we had to drive here because we were being pursued. We This happened back in... Should Los I be Alamos. worried? Is is there anybody coming after you? Well, that's that's way they weren't... By the We got far enough away where I think they gave up and turned around. So, All right. so she puts the phone on the desk for you and then uh, walks to the front door and locks it behind you. Hmm. Okay. All right, so I don't know if you need me to play it out or not, but I'm going to call the office report okay. exactly what happened, um, give them all the details, give them the address, the location, tell them the description of every person, you know, the, the gentleman that I shot, where I shot him, why I shot him, he was armed, um, the other guys, the secret room in the basement. I'm going to tell them there's gas or some other type of chemical compound. They almost got us with it, but, you know, thanks to the heroics of of the person I'm working with, a guy named Buddy from, from an MP, you know, we were able to sort of get away just before the guest got us. If they go in and investigate, they better make sure they have hazmat suits. And I'm going to say, and these guys seem pretty smart, so I wouldn't put it past them to have a plan to get this place cleared out. So we need to get over there immediately. But there's a really good chance that the only thing that's going to be left from the gas in the administration system is going to be a residue. And I'm going to mention all the pipes. Um, again, the secret compartment. Like I'm giving him soup to nuts the entire church. Sure. And who's your superior? Uh, that you're calling. Uh, why would you ask me hard questions? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, what is the? I like to give you hard things. Scott. What's the? What's like a higher up in the FBI called? It's just I the... just need a name. Smith, just give me a name. Smithson. <laughs> wow, it's Smith. It's, you know, is that Smith? his whole name or just, like, just, just no. the first name? His last name is Son Smith. of Smith. I am Smith Earl, Smith. son of Smith. No, not one Smith, two Smiths. Smith okay. Smithson is his name. Okay. Uh, all right. We'll just we'll move right. Uh, and he says back <laughs> This to is why says, Scott does not GM. <laughs> A- Agent Smithson. Smithson. Uh, Agent Ten Fingers. Uh, you realize that that area that you're talking about is well out of the jurisdiction of your authorization uh no that's not true sir and you know that there is no jurisdiction for investigating a murder i'm a federal bureau of investigation officer which means the entire country is in my jurisdiction we both uh, know that so let's not get into a piss and match for no reason well we're, together we're partners in all this and i'm sorry this is going to give you paperwork that's the last thing i want to do but we got to get over there and save this woman lana She's she's in in serious risk. And if we try and go back, I'm afraid that it's not just that we're going to get shot. That's part of this job. I know that. But that we might wind up getting her killed if we go back on our own. We need support from you before we can do this, sir. Uh, But you are under the jurisdiction of the army right there. The United States government, which doesn't qualify for us as every part of this nation. 
This is you not, know this your reins were limited. Mr. S uh, officer, S agent, officer, I don't know. What it, Mr. Smith Smithson, this is not, this did not happen on the army base. I did not investigate on the army base. Buddy, the gentleman I'm working with has been given it's, permission it's to help me and support me, but we were not on the army base when this happened. They have no jurisdiction there. This is the federal bureau. This is why it's me. This is our job because this is not on the army base there. I admit it. I couldn't do a thing. Right. And he uh, he says, hold on a moment. It gets really quiet on the other line. Sir, Eddie, sir, maybe maybe play the angle that we, we witnessed a kidnapping and, and we were obligated to help. That's a good point. I brought it up, but I'll hit it even harder. You're a good man. And he's gone for a good, I'd say, five or six minutes. Um, takes him a while to come back on the line. And uh, you hear the phone click and he gets back on the phone and he says, I, I'll have a crew there in two hours. Meet us there. And then he hangs up. How long is the drive from Abiquiu? Uh It would be so. I mean, it wouldn't be fast, right? I would say it's probably, you know. How long it, did it take us from the, the place? To I think we I think we were calling it a couple hours in the past few episodes, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to call back immediately. <laughs> Can <laughs> we make it two and a half? <laughs> and I'm going to be like, as soon as he picks up, I'm going to be like, you know, I'm like two and a half hours away right now. And nobody answers. Okay. Well, uh, guys, you know, so I'm just going to hang up and I'm going to go, buddy, plug yours for a second. He's a freaking <laughs> asshole. Um, all right. So, you know, I think the point about the, uh, I'll say to you, you know, his point about the army and the jurisdiction it's a pretty good point. I don't know. Would the army help out with something like this? Would the MPs, can they investigate things off base? Uh, I mean, I, he's not. This I has nothing know. to do with the military police. You're just helping me. You've been given oh, permission. Only if it involves uh, yeah, someone in the military. I, I think that, yeah, exactly. Yep. If a, like a soldier was involved in a, a murder. Mm -hmm. So what about the fact that they tried to make you dead? Does that does that include them? Because. They shouldn't be allowed to make MPs dead. No, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. Because uh, I, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think they'd really want me getting too much involved in this. They were, they were a little, not wanting me to get involved in the first place. Okay. All I, right. I, so why don't we do this? Let's I don't go get a lot of, guessing. I don't get a lot of workplace support. Oh, that's well. That's why you're on my team now, buddy. So let's go fill up the gas tank. Um. Yeah, let's go fill up the gas tank and we'll just head back and let's see if those schmucks are going to go in before us. That's not our problem. We can just get there as fast as we can. Oh, okay. So, so go get some gas. something impedes it. Oh, Michael, and we'll just Oh, go. Sorry. Anything from the um the officer there? Does she react at all? She's basically like taking notes and kind of the corner of her eye looking up at y'all occasionally. Um and but but nothing overt. Okay. And I'm sorry. Her name again was uh, Officer Jones. Thank you. So I'm going to say Officer Jones. First of all, we need to get gas immediately. Is there some way that you can support us? Like a lot of a lot of police stations have their own you know gas facilities. If that's something you can help us with, let us know. Otherwise, we got to get to a station to get gas. If you can help us with that, that would be fantastic. The uh, second I thing is, if you can, you've taken notes. I saw you write all that down. I need you to please get in touch with the police over in, what is it? 
What's, yeah, what's the town or the, the municipality where this thing took place in? Yeah. Well, it's it just on the outskirts of Los Alamos. Okay, okay. It was still, it's still Los Alamos, Los, Los Alamos. So can you please give a call to Los Alamos? Tell them that we saw, make sure that the police understand this part, okay? We're relying on you. We did a foot pursuit after we saw a woman abducted. We followed them on foot. She's all the writing way to everything the down. Yep, we followed the woman all the way to the station. That's where we got in the altercation. And they were armed men. And that's why we shot them, okay? They're just going to find some bodies. and They're not going to know what to think about it. So they need to understand the FBI is involved. And we had justification. And we're on our way back to see if we can get Lionel alive. All right. So uh, she says, if you, she goes, I'll wake Jim. She goes, we don't have a gas depot here. We're too small a town, but uh, uh, I'll ring Jim and get him. He'll, he'll meet you down at uh, his stores right around the corner there. He passed it on the way in and uh, he'll get you fueled up and on your way. Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and call on ahead to Los Alamos for you. Thank you, officer. Th- thank we, you, ma'am. I couldn't appreciate it more. She make a luck roll. All right, did you want to do it since I've been rolling so much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come oh. on, Hardy. Yep, that's a success. Woo. Okay. Thanks. Uh, she just kind of pauses as you're walking out. She raises a finger and she says, "Uh, she, she goes. I just thought I'd mention that." I mean, you know, if I call the police down there, it's going to go through the base. Is that what you want? I'll turn to Buddy and I'll be like, Buddy, we got to decide what's more important, doing the right thing here and maybe keeping Lana alive, even if it, if it means you can't, if they, they got a problem with your investigation. Yeah, I mean, if we can get help, uh, any anything that's better for Lana. Yeah. It's such a good point. If you know, if they get pissed off and they want to get involved and maybe help keep Lana alive, they can earn those paychecks they're making there. So we wouldn't complain at all. Yeah, whatever the right thing to do is. All, all right. right. So she so, makes, she starts, then she goes, okay, I'll make the calls for you. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what the, the correct protocol would be, but Buddy would definitely follow the rules. Okay. Uh, even if it's not in his best interest. Okay. And uh, so y'all can y'all head out then. Y'all fill up with gas, and you're on Let's your way. Save coffee, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim's a nice Jim's nice folk, and he says I, I just brewed a fresh pot for y'all. And uh, oh, Jim, he, you're a good man. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a weary drive, kind of an adrenaline fueled drive back down towards Los Alamos. And as you arrive at the former gas station, there's, uh, at this point, uh, reporters have been there. Uh, There's cars from the base. There's police cars. And uh, what you would recognize, whoops, as FBI cars, uh, Eddie. Okay. So, gone away. I'll say, make sure, you know, guns are away. Mm-hmm. Badge out. I'm coming out and I'm holding up my badge. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, it's Eddie. Eddie Ten Fingers, Del Dingendorf. I'm here with my friend Buddy. Eddie, put that damn thing away and get over here. And so I'll, I'll sort of keep it sort of on my side and walk on over. 
Okay. Is it hey? Is it uh you? Yeah, it's Agent Chief Smith Smithson. Yeah, it's Agent Smithson. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, what did you find? Did you find anything? We got as quick as we could. I told you we were we were all the way uh, uh, in Abiquiu. We weren't going to get here in any two hours. Yeah, by the time we got here, we've got this lady over there. I got a witness saying that y'all have been stalking her for the last couple of days. What the hell's going on down here, Eddie? Is Solana's alive and she's there? Uh, you don't see her, but uh, you would assume that's who he's like referring to. Sure. So, so we'll say Lana's part of our investigation. We learned about her, and I'll tell him about Lori, whatever the hell his name was, the guy at the bar that put us on her trail. Um, she, you know, tell him she's the, uh, what is it? She was the she, magical assistant or whatever yep. yeah. to the disappeared and, um, magician. Yeah, the <clears throat> magician that disappeared exactly, and she's actually she could be really important to the investigation. And when the first time we tried to approach her and talk to her in very neutral terms, she, you know, tried to strike us and she flipped a table on us. And so she became a person of interest. Um, You know, I said, obviously, people aren't allowed to just go around and hit FBI agents. Right. Nobody wants that. So we've been trying to track her down. And in the process of trying to track her down, we found out that she or we saw her get kidnapped taken into a car and that's when we did a foot pursuit so yeah she's seen us coming after because we're trying to ask her questions and every time we try and ask her questions she throws a table at us and he looks at you and then he looks at you buddy and he looks back at you eddie and he says i don't know what the hell happened here but you two have a lot of explaining to do and eddie i want the truth and we'll close on that all right. All right. So that is going to do it for us tonight. Until next time, you can check us out at underthelibrary.com. Hit us up on Twitter. I am on Twitter at tall and nerdy. Michael is there at under the LIB. And you should definitely check us out on our other podcast. It's called Up Your RPG. So until next time, for me, for Michael, for Emily, for Chris, Rick, Wayne, and Scott, thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. I sort of pull back my coat and show my uh, service revolver. Oh, and I'll do the same. My pistol. Oh, hey. Oh. Hey, hey, hey there. Whoa, yours you, is heavy, heavier than mine. Well, you keep yours really clean, though. I mean, I'm so, so surprised. There's just no gunk buildup anywhere. Well, maybe this. you guys this could is... offer to clean each other's pieces. Oh, boy. Cheryl's going to be pissed. And so I, I told her, I said, I am no. just not going to sit up here and buzz people in all day. It's just, and but then I waved them right off and they just, <laughs> ah, they screamed in my face. Because I have a golden toenail. Pink toenails are obsolete. I have a golden toenail on my feet. I have a golden toenail and I think it's very sweet.